0: Hello, welcome to the Rethinker podcast. My name is David Litwin. I'm excited that you chose to join me today. At Rethinker, we're really kind of taking a look at things in the scriptures and God's law in Jesus' parables and kind of doing a little bit of uh, what I'm calling a rethink. Now, this is the 10th podcast that I've done, and I kind of want to talk to you about what we're trying to c- accomplish here from this standpoint. And what I, what I want to do is I want to try to give everybody who listens to these a new strategy of sight. And what does that mean? I don't know if you remember in the 90s, but uh, at the mall, if you were to go into the mall, there was uh, you would see a large group of people crowded around one of kind of the makeshift booths and they were staring at these posters and everybody was in disbelief as to what they were going to see. And then all of a sudden somebody would, who was looking at the poster would go, oh, my gosh, there it is. I see it. I see it. And everybody would go, what do they see? What do they see? And and, uh, people thought that they were plants. I mean, everybody wasn't really sure what was going on. Well, what that was, if you remember right, they were called magic eye prints. And you had mall goers standing for hours, literally trying to stare at what were these cacophonous patterns known as stereograms. Now, on the surface, these stereograms contained little more than dots and lines. But underneath the surface was a dazzling work of art. And that work of art had been designed there because the, uh, the creator couldn't explain it. You could only have it experienced. Now, the interesting thing is the first set of these prints, which were created in the early 90s by a computer programmer named ba- ba- Tom Bakai and an artist named Sherry Smith, presented the, the two with a huge marketing gamble. Would the normally impatient public invest the time necessary to really see beyond the print services confusion? Well, thankfully, people did, and they bought in huge numbers. And Magic Eye has produced since then countless books, calendars, poster prints, and advertising imagery. The gamble proved to be a massive success, and for the consumer, the time investment was really worth the spectacular result. But apart from seeing your first horse or dolphin or Eiffel Tower in the spectacular 3D intricacy, the Magic Eye posters produced a far more sizable phenomenon – And it had little to do with the artwork itself. Instead, this phenomenon actually manifested in the lives of its participants. Anyone wishing to stare into the magic eye world and explore it must first acquire a completely new cognitive skill and a new way of looking at things. We can say it this way, practice participants developed a new strategy of sight. Now, although the skill was highly limited, it was perpetual. And like riding a bike, anyone who, uh, it was a new addition to your cognitive skill set. So, anyone who had honed their proficiency to look at the strategy of sight could look at the latest Magic Eye release and unearth a dazzling 3D spectacle almost instantaneously. Because Bakai and Smith had designed their creation, which is sort of hidden under the surface layer of abstraction, to be discovered. The learned strategy of sight was the sole procedure necessary for each new poster print release. Now, unfortunately, obviously, the strategy of sight was genre-specific. Attempting to extract Lady Liberty and brilliant 3D clarity while staring intently cross-eyed into a phone book, grocery store receipt, or Chinese food menu was definitely an exercise in futility. The artists had designed their product and its accompanying strategy of sight inside a fixed and highly specialized environment. But what's interesting is their magic eye world was constructed on the pillars of four essential parameters. Number one, there must be an intricate design hidden under the surface to discover. Number two, the supposed random surface industry imagery must be calculated in its design. Third, there must be a learnable strategy of sight through which discovery is possible And four, there must be an overarching creator behind the entire process. These were the necessary criteria for Tom Bacay and Sherry Smith's first poster prints unveiled to that frenetic and skeptical crowds jostling around those open-air booths around the local mall. Now, although Bacay and Smith's invention was and truly is awe-inspiring and highly imaginative, my goal here is not necessarily to produce a resurgent in Magic Eye poster sales. Instead, I've led you down this kind of pop art 90s flashback to provoke you into considering that these four necessary parameters of the Magic Eye world might be a little less genre-specific than originally assumed. What if mankind's existence has been designed following the same formula? What if the seemingly random events and episodes that constitute your life and the collective lives of humanity that inhabit the small piece of dirt flung out in the middle of space are not aimless, but cohesively hold a power purpose? powerful purpose what if the lives we've lived and the history we've read about the compilation of history events circumstances and individuals that have molded shaped and transformed this planet are really threads in a fabric of a of a distinct intention it's an intention that's neither static nor forcibly programmed into the participants but painstakingly interwoven into the immense tapestry comprising the universe and what if that awesome plan and intention stretching across the fabric of history and interlaced through every realm of human existence was intentionally designed to be discovered? Now we understand that God is the author and finisher of our faith. And I want you to consider that when you were in college or in high school, you would take a look at, at works of, of literature and you would study them for symbolism and and greater insights, and metaphor, and, and uh, etymological significance, and, and all of these things. And yet, in many cases, we don't do the same thing with Scripture, and we don't do the same thing with our, with our world and our existence. So that's really the purpose of these podcasts. It's to get you to think deeper, to ask more why questions. And then really, ultimately, to, uh, to get into your Bible and to look at your culture with a new lens, with a new strategy of sight. Okay, this is going to be a quick podcast. I kind of want to give this a sort of a pause, if you will, uh, after some pretty heady and some pretty uh, hopefully profound things that have come out of the last nine podcasts. But uh, I just wanted to get you an idea of where we're trying to go. And as you see through this new strategy of sight, you're going to see new ways of interacting with the world. You're going to see new ways of interacting with your culture. You're going to see new ways of using your time, talent, treasure, and tools to really do some amazing things in our society and to bridge some gaps that in many cases have been lost. So uh, like I said before in one of my other podcasts, Scripture says, Rescue those being led away to death. And you've learned in past podcasts that many people don't see that reality. And uh, they're they're living a pleasure and feeling-based life. And so you need to present them something that's greater, something that's stronger. You know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It doesn't say hear and believe. It says taste and see. You know, it ultimately starts with us living a life that is so winsome, that is so dynamic, that is so... Uh, fueled and filled with insight and understanding and love and depth and richness that it causes other people to pause and take notice. So that's really what we're trying to do here. We do have a responsibility to our culture and I think I want to see you all become greater conduits of that bridge. So that's it for this podcast. Uh, Hope you encouraged you. Feel free to reach out to me at my website at davidwlitwin.com. There you can really get a 360-degree view of who I am, what I do, and what I believe. And then I really encourage you to reach out in email or Facebook or Twitter. You're going to find all that information on that website. Have a spectacular day or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And just remember to always live inspired.